You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Episode of the editing bay without a Scott Pilgrim reference. <laughs> well, did you see what Mondo released today? Yes, I did. The the, the Ramona Flowers figure. I, I almost I'm not going to say this on the air, but I'll go ahead and say it because Jenna doesn't really listen. But I think I'm going to buy that for her. Yeah, that Ramona Flowers. It's pretty uh, cool. The, the the exclusive one that mm-hmm. has Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim sticking out of the purse. Of course. Yeah, that's it's cool. If it's looking, not man. already sold out. It's those things gorgeous, dude. Mondo, it's fucking impossible. You to have get to follow on, their you, Twitter. You've got to follow, the, and then they tweet like they'll say, "Okay, we're going to get rid of this. We're going to release this tomorrow. Just be." Following us on Twitter. Oh, they'll they'll go even more than that. They'll say in the next five minutes we're going to release it for sale. Yeah, and then if you're not on that Twitter feed watching for that, like you have thirty to sixty not just, seconds. Not to, just watching the Twitter feed. Like you better be on their site with your information already yep, input. Yep, credit card at hand. And and luckily they'll do PayPal too. Mm-hmm. So you could just like click the PayPal link and go through that. Uh, but fucking hey, dude. The the day that Harper was born was when uh, Ant Man oh, came out, no. and I really loved one of the, one of the Ant Man posters. Yeah. I really wanted to get, and there we are, like we're still waiting to have the baby. Mm-hmm. And like I get the little text alert from Mondo. Oh no! And Sarah's mom is that? there in the hospital room. She's she's there in the delivery room, and we're you know they're they're talking. So I'm like, well, I'm not. I can't interrupt anything. So I'm sitting there on my phone trying to get through to get this Ant Man poster. Uh. And never got through. I never know. got through. I've been on a quest to find. Uh, I'm, I'm on, on a, a quest. quest. Damn it! Um, to find those Ali Moss prints, those limited edition Star Wars posters. You know the yes. one I'm talking about, the minimalist ones yeah. that everybody has copied in the last 20 years since it's come out because it's awesome. Uh, somebody even did like an episode one, two, three version of that. Not nearly as good, but so uh, like what Joel is describing is um, yeah. like one of my favorite one is the Empire Strikes Back one. Where it's Boba, Boba Fett. Fett's mask, but it's also Bespin. Like, yeah. it's the Cloud, Cloud City, City thing. Is the, and I never realized it's how so cool. the shape of Cloud City really doubles for the, the, the face of his, uh, or the, yeah. the inside of his those mask. Are, those are beautiful. I like the uh, C-3PO one where the, twin, the sons twin sons are his eyes. Yes, sir. Check them out. No, they're, they're all gorgeous. Uh, there's also a Mondo. They released a uh, the Scott Pilgrim poster. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, and there's two variants. There's like a red one and a blue one. Uh, of course. No green one? No green Missed one. Missed opportunity. But uh, but Jesus, like the, if you try to find it online, it's like three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars. Is it of the actors or no, like no, the comic? It's, well, it's it's okay. So it's drawn, <laughs> but based on the actors, not the comic book characters. But don't they look the same as? Not the, really. No, don't they? Michael Sarah doesn't look anything like. That's Scott true. From That's the true. Books. He doesn't. No, but I'm saying as far as the outfit goes, but, he's wearing oh, yeah, the same. Yeah, shirts and, and what it is, it's like the main the main picture is him fighting Gideon, like with mm. their swords or whatever, and then you've got like other. And like illustrations that kind of go around. That's it. cool. Yeah, nice. it's a gorgeous poster. And they they've also. I mean, we could sit here and talk for twenty minutes about the cool things that Mondo's got. Like no, no time. They got their Iron Giant like figurines uh-huh. that they put together. Uh, they they got the bolt, uh, and then they've also got the poster that I, I really want to get. Still, it's Iron Giant. and He's got Hogarth in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's, he's just Spinning holding him, him out. And I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that so much. That and then there's also a, a Back to the Future trilogy prints where it's got the DeLorean, but it's split into three, and yeah. each section of it looks like it does from each different movie. It's so cool. My boss has that one. Yeah, framed, actually. If you, you know, if you guys want to check out what we're talking about, they've got a lot of cool stuff at <laughs> yeah. MondoTees.com. Mondo-tees.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> Go and check it out. Future sponsor of, of the, the Editing, Editing Bay. Bay. Right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Whatever the case may be, mm. we will watch a movie every week and then come back here and discuss it with each other, dissect it, and uh, invite you, our lovely listeners, to kind of take part in the conversation. Uh, you can talk back to us on Facebook in the search bar. Put in the Editing Bay. That's going to bring up that picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. That's going to bring you to our page, and that's where you can talk back to us. Yep. Um, so before we get into it, mm-hmm. I wanted to thank you oh, so much, you and your brother, dude, Lauren, and it, it is Jenna. I who should be thanking you what? for putting on such great entertainment for a Friday night. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, 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 I, I was, that was my bullshit tone that I was using. So if your bullshit alarm was going off, it, I, I don't it, blame you. <laughs> it's going off. But, uh, no, I, the best thing I can say is it was, I've seen it before when you did it three years ago. Yeah. This was better than I remember it. But and but everything's exactly the same. Like you have the same cast for, for the most like, part. We in fact we're down one person. Who, so we yeah, had, we who, had to make do with one less actor. Is this, this the role that you wanted me to fill? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because as I was sitting there watching this, I was like, no, there's no way. <laughs> I can't even kid myself you, into thinking I, could I would. Stand up I was going to have you play the character at the very beginning that shakes the Joker's hand and gets killed. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, there was, <laughs> it was going to be that role, and then the cop that's in the hospital who's like. You know, we found a, a lens cap in the apartment, but no oh, camera. And yeah. da, 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 da. Like the, that was what we were struggling up until almost the week before we opened mm. to get that role filled. This this one presented a lot of challenges, and I think um, uh, unique challenges that we didn't quite face the first time around. Uh, it's just about being a father now and having yeah. a, a different kind of job where, wow, I really didn't have a whole lot of time to spare, and we tried to rehearse as much as mm-hmm. we could. We're talking about the killing joke, by the way. I'm not sure if we set that up. Yes. By the way, but if you've been listening the last two to three weeks, you know. Yeah. You know. If you are, if you do follow our Facebook page, I put the uh, the live stream replay on. So you get to see my my shitty video work. Thank you though for doing that. Joel comes out to see the show, and I originally asked him, I'm like, "Hey, man, we got like this many donations. We had set a stretch goal. If we got two thousand, we would go ahead and live stream the show on our event page." And we we fucking hit it like we we hit our Indiegogo goal of over by over two hundred percent yeah like it was insanity it's impressive uh and so <laughs> I asked Joel I'm like Joel can you help me out with this he said, sure I can go ahead and bring my laptop out we'll just set it up <laughs> and that didn't work you can't apparently you can't do the live the live video yeah thing. Facebook's brand new feature that they've been touting you can only do from iOS and Android devices that's and not so the actual. stupid yeah well I mean not really when you think about it because I think the majority of Facebook users are using mobile devices yeah it's a uh, it's all these damn millennials I guess that's Kids. true but poor Joel then ends up having to be the guy sitting in a the theater with his phone out Ooh. filming the entire show like yeah. from the Batgirl opener to the yeah. intermission. To the the killing joke. I tell you, Joe, my right wrist hasn't hurt like that since grade school. <laughs> Which Still was two weeks today. ago. <laughs> when I went to a grade school. No, but uh, but no, it was it's awesome. It's, it was great that, that we were able to do that. Uh, you know, just looking, going back on Facebook and looking, like it's it's gotten a bunch of views since then. Yeah, like I We're sitting it. at like 400-something views. Oh, shit. Wow, yeah. even more than the last time I checked. And then I threw it on YouTube. I threw it on the ground. I threw it on YouTube, and uh, it's it's got about 100 views so far, which, you know, it's kind of small. But I, I got on Twitter, and I tweeted at, like, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, and I was like, nice. hey, guys, how does this measure up to your animated movie that's getting ready Perfect to come Perfect timing out? for you, man. Yeah, I, I, I hope that something comes of it. Even if, if nothing else, I saw Draft House is taking part in the yep. the screening of the animated movie on yeah. the 25th. Be there? Be doing it. Yeah, I, I got our tickets got your already. tickets? Nice. Yeah. I was the first... I bought the first two tickets to it. You and Howie Eisenhower are going to show up in costume. <laughs> what What am I going to dress up as? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not dressing up in costume. No, I got tickets for Sarah and I. Uh, but I'm really excited about it. I kind of threw out a thing. I was like, hey, if anybody at Draft House 
in in Dallas needs uh, some promo, like some pre roll material mm-hmm. or whatever, or yeah, no shit. some people that can intro the the film. Contact me. And the guy who played I the Joker was fantastic. Matthew. He is yeah. so good. Have we had him on the show before? No. We need to. We've never had him on We've the show. We've had Howie, uh, who, who played Batman in Your yeah. Killing Joke. Uh, That's right. Uh, a few times. We need to get him back, too. Yeah. He looks so different out of costume. Doesn't uh, he? I'm, I'm so used to seeing him like, as Batman. It's it's. I think everybody gets kind of blown away a yeah. little bit when like they see Batman. They watch the show, and then afterwards he comes walking out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Batman. And they look at him and go, <laughs> You really? mean Batman's father, this, right? This weird... Old sickly man. He's, he's Batman <laughs> with like the uh, the Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> yes, thin rimmed glasses. Uh, no, he does a good job though. He does a really good job, and you know everybody has learned since the last time we did it. Uh, I think it was a really, <laughs> it was a really unique situation, kind of bringing some of these people back together, folks that I didn't think I was going to work with again, mm-hmm. uh, and some of those people that I thought I'd never work with again. Finding out like, hey. We did a pretty good job. You know, we kind of brought it back together and did all right. Life goes on. Um, it, Life it finds does. a way. It does. Thank you, <laughs> Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> Welcome. No, but I'm, I'm just really glad. I'm glad you guys came out. Uh, you know, your support was was really special and important to me, and, and uh, I appreciate that. Your brother was, like, um, it, it's amazing the support that he's shown for this. Yeah. You know, the fact that I don't really know him that well. Yeah, I've met him once before, but Batman we've fan. interacted on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And the fact, you know, he came on out and he was like, you know, this was really great. And, you know, he, he told me in, on Facebook, messaged me and said, you know, if anybody's taking pictures, I'd love to throw together like, yeah. a caricature he told picture me about for that. you guys. And I'm like, this is so sweet. Like, yeah. thank you. Uh, that's wonderful. So, yeah, you know, this whole thing, just now that we've talked for a half hour about this. <laughs> I'll cut this part out. Don't it's, worry. Uh, it was a labor of love, and I was glad to be able to do it again. Uh, I'm not done with this, not by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to do some more shows like this, but I'm going to take my time before I jump back into yeah, it again. Yeah, you, you deserve a, a rest and relaxation. A, a res- respite. Respites. <laughs> so, uh, getting back to what it is that we do mm. here mm-hmm. on the Editing Bay. Uh, so, we checked out a movie... <laughs> that, it's not gross point blank. It's not gross point blank. Sorry, I guys. Don't, I don't know how, how we would tie this into what's going on today. Um, uh, summer movies. There you go. Summer movies. Mm-hmm. Summer movies? Summer not. Summer not. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, asshole. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about The Fifth Element. This was your pick. Yes, it was. I love this movie. I saw it in theaters when it came out in 1997. I had no idea what I was getting into. I just knew it was sci-fi and it had spaceships and aliens and I was in. That's, I had low standards back then for, for what I would see in theaters. Um, and immediately was just like, what, what is this film? It was Joe. I think, I, I don't know what your opinion is of this film yet. I, I can take a guess, but we'll find uh-huh. out here in a second. But sure. at least, at least maybe you can agree with me when I say that this film is like nothing else I've seen for better, uh, for worse. Uh, like there's nothing else I, like I, it, even okay. in the last almost 20 years. But now. I disagree because when we talked about this movie, I think we talked about it last week, and I said that the way I felt about this movie is the way I feel about the first 20 minutes of every Baz Luhrmann film. Right. Except this is the first 20 minutes of a Baz Luhrmann movie stretched out to two hours. Oh, no. And it's just so, like, I just need someone to slow the fuck down for just a second I, I, so I can catch my breath and be like, what? okay, what the fuck is happening? I really appreciate the kind of manic directing style. And, and, and he doesn't do this a lot. I'm saying he, the, the director is Luc Besson. Yes. Who uh, came out of the gates... With La Femme Nikita. Uh, no, no. Oh, that was his. The was original that, La Femme Nikita was his. Was that before uh, Leon the Professional? Uh, I, I think thought it was. Leon the Professional was La, his first. La Femme Nikita. I think. I think okay. La Femme Nikita was his. You know what? 
that might have been his first directing, but I guess Leon was his first writing directing. Yeah. And he also wrote and directed uh, this, The Fifth Man, Elements. Man, The Professional was so good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't... It's so good. You, he doesn't have that same style in that film, or La Femme Nikita, I would say, as he does in, in Fifth Element. He yeah. Was, this is something he was going that's for something completely out of the box. Yeah, it is It is unique. Just from the from the art direction, from the style, the the colors. I, you know, I, I was reading the IMDb description, and the first words are "in the colorful future." <laughs> like, yes, it is at that. A lot of orange. In the not too distant future. Not every day you see Bruce Willis uh, rocking an orange tank top. In yeah, the film. yeah. It's kind of like is, alternate universe diehard or alternate universe Armageddon because yes again he's keeping the world from being destroyed by a giant evil space rock saves the world a lot doesn't he <laughs> he's fucking Bruce Willis right? yeah he is he is fucking Bruce Willis he's uh, alright so Bruce Willis plays a guy named Corbin Dallas in this film Corbin Dallas multi-best apparently a f- like he's former military that's right uh, and who's who left the service and became a cab driver? That's right. Uh, That's what you do life has basically fallen apart because if Bruce Willis was good at anything, it was being the like down on his luck uh, anti-hero. Uh-huh. Which unfortunately, I think this movie probably was the last time he did that fairly. I use successfully in quotes. Yeah. Uh, because then from this point forward, he just kind of became like. An immortal in all of his movies. Like, he stopped being... And that's what we liked about John McClane was that he was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And Corbin Dallas was vulner- vulnerable. He and, Her- he and Harrison Ford, um, I think, do that um, th- that expression of being out of control and surprised. And, and th- th- even though they're the hero, they don't... You don't feel like... You feel there's some danger. Yeah, you, you feel the peril. The problem that I'm, I'm trying to get at is... And this, it has nothing to do with this movie... <laughs> But it has everything to do with Bruce Willis's career now. Is the fact that he he had that that thing that that uh, intangible that you're talking about that that way Je that he could quoi. make himself seem vulnerable, uh, but you still rooted for him. You knew he was the hero. You believed in him. And now you know you fast forward to that last Die Hard movie where he's just like jumping through freaking plate glass <laughs> windows <laughs> yeah. and like d- taking out punching helicopters into submission. <laughs> like suddenly he's turned into like just a, he's a Terminator, he's now. a superhero, yeah. and that's not what we liked about these characters. Mm-hmm. And again, Corbin Dallas, former military, which you know there's there's your setup as to why he's able to do the things that he does in this movie. Yes. Okay, he's competent when it comes to to weapons and combat. Uh, but he's down on his luck, you know, and so you kind of you get that you get the best of both worlds with him. You get John McClane, but you also get David Addison from from Moonlighting. Yeah, um, I love that show. So that's pretty much where <laughs> my interest in this film kind of begins and ends. Oh, really? Like Bruce? It it ends uh, with uh, Bruce Willis. For I, you, I right? also like Gary Oldman. I thought Gary Dude, Oldman was okay. Gary Oldman, oh, okay. Yeah, he's given a tour de force performance. Is here. it a tour de force performance? It's again like I'm going to keep coming back to this. It's like nothing else you've ever seen in any other film, especially coming from a, such an accomplished actor as Gary Oldman. And here he is. <laughs> you doing mean the, like the guy who played a midget in that one movie with Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's doing this. He's got this weird kind of half hat wig on, and he's doing this crazy like Jimmy Stewart from Hell kind of voice. A little bit, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I asked for a case with four stones in it. I, I asked for a case with four stones. <laughs> not one not. or two or three, but four. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. Of you know what I like? A cold-blooded killer. <laughs> not a real killer. Would have asked what the red button was at the bottom. Oh, of my God. It's on the ZF1. I, 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 
I, I love it. I, I don't know whose idea that was for him to do that accent. I think that was his choice. It must have been. Uh-huh. But uh, good on Luke Besson for just being like, yes, go with it. I do not care. <laughs> you, it's good enough you in my feelings. It just, uh, it's just a movie so I could put my girlfriend in it. <laughs> now, were they dating at the time? I think Mia, they were dating, they Mia, were dating at the time. Slash Mia Jovovich. Jovovich. Yeah, because I remember after this, he went on to do, I don't know if it was directly afterwards. but The he did Messenger. Or the, yeah, the Joan of Arc film yeah. oh. that I guess bombed. I never saw yeah, it. Did you? It was pretty horrible, yeah. He... Can we say that he peaked early as well? I yes. put him in the Brian Singer uh, category of, of guys who really, the their first is, couple of films were fantastic. He's doing like, I don't know if you've seen his latest his latest movies. I saw he Lucy. Did, he did, okay, did he do Lucy? Oh, oh, don't Brian Singer? No. You're Luke, talking about Luke, Luke Besson. Besson. He did do Lucy, yes. Okay. Was that, that was the one with Eric Bana and the little girl, uh, uh, Sorce? No, no, this is the one with the ScarJo. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Where she becomes a computer at the end. Basically, she turns into a she USB. Turns into a USB port. <laughs> so fucking weird. Like that whole yes. movie. I think I was. Ta- I think I saw that with Jeff. I think you guys we did, did, we did a podcast on, uh... of it. Like that movie was so good until like the last fifteen twenty minutes, where I was like, interesting. What? That's the point what? where you check out. Yeah, because I figure if you've made it that far, you're in. No, with, when with she starts becoming a human USB port. Well, I, was, I was kind of out on that. But, but up, I mean, right before that, she's got telekinesis. But she turns Kyle. into a, a, computer, <laughs> a computer accessory. Uh, That's yeah, so yeah. anticlimactic. For a movie like that, okay. for your, your protagonist to turn into well, a fucking computer accessory. We know that she's going to die. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen Lucy. I, actually, I, I would recommend renting Lucy or checking it out on, on, uh-huh. on cable. It's, it's, it's interesting. I kind of like what they were doing with... Um, Intercutting back and forth with between the with the evolutionary wildlife stuff, yeah, yeah, you're seeing like deer being taken down by uh, by lions while and it, she's it, being chased. Yeah, it, it represents the motivations of what's going on with her. Juxtaposition, base that those base emotions, those base motivations, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. she's all about that base. And, no, no trouble. No trouble. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, she, she's just doing these crazy things where she's got mind control and she can levitate and she, her powers just keep getting more and more. To the point where, like, where else can they go except yeah. of total transformation? That's right. I didn't mind Great. It. Uh, no, he he also did a movie <laughs> called The Family with De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer. I never where saw they were, that one. They were like Mobsters, undercover right? protection, witness protection mm-hmm. program in, like, France. But then... Oh, shocking. Then he did another movie with Kevin Costner called, like, Three Days to Live. <laughs> and he filmed it in the same exact neighborhood where he filmed The Family. Oh, really? Yes. I was like, what? I guess Luke Besson has just kind of moved to this one like neighborhood in Brussels and is like, <laughs> this is where I'm filming everything now. Hey, this why is, not? This is it. Actually, that's one of the benefits I think that The Fifth Element has because aside from Mila Jovovich, Bruce, I was going to call him Bruce Campbell, Bruce Willis. <laughs> wow. There's Bruce, my recast. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm no, not going to do my no, Bruce Springsteen no, no, impression. No, no, no can't Bruce, do it. Bruce Jenner. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> no, it's Caitlyn now. It's Caitlyn. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Not even a real person. That's a that's a fictional character. <laughs> Whatever. Don't take this away from me. Um, where so aside from Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, Gary Oldman, and who else is Ian Holm are, are probably the only recognizable American. Well, <laughs> half of them aren't even what American. What about that actors. Brian James guy? Who's He's that? The character actor that played General Monroe. Oh, I but like you've that. seen oh, him in and, a million. Uh, you've seen him in a million movies. And Tiny Lister, Zeus. Tiny, yeah, from, Zeus. Uh, what was the name? No of holds barred, sir. She, the shittiest film we've was, ever. Reviewed. He was also in Friday. Yeah, right with that Chris bike Tucker. Around. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. Also, they never appear on screen. Yeah. together. And you didn't name Chris Tucker either. I didn't. Oh yeah. Oh damn it. How yeah. can I leave him out? The, How can I leave out Ruby Rod? You re- leave out the Jar Jar Binks of the Fifth <laughs> Element. All right. Before we get into Ruby Jesus. Rod, because he is polarizing. Um. 
aside from those the, the main actors, everybody else, even some of the side uh, uh, the, the the side characters who have lines. Um, what about what about Luke Perry? Luke Perry has a, I, I wouldn't even really call him in this film. <laughs> no, like he's in no. the first ten minutes. He Joe, gets like one of the top billing spots in this movie, and he's only in the first like well, five minutes. Again, of it. consider it came out in 1997, and uh, you gotta we gotta reshuffle that deck a little bit now in 2016. He would not be uh, he wouldn't even be in top ten no. think, as far as casting goes. Um, but yeah, he has a small role. But everybody else, all the extras, all these little side characters, are all clearly foreign. And it's it's nice to me. It kind of adds to the otherworldliness of this film. Uh, instead of I, I always hate going into a sci-fi film and it's like, oh, there's Harrison Ford. There's all these actors that I I, I know. You them. hate going into a sci-fi film and well, seeing Harrison no, Ford. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying when Fuck when you. all of the actors you recognize from other films, it kind of takes away. It's like, well, okay, but I've seen you in other films. I'm I'm already familiar with your work. I, it's harder to suspend your disbelief. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, like you know, they're all speaking American. And here you have so many different accents, so many different quirks. There's all these little little side characters. I, I like the uh, the secretary, Zorg's secretary, Gary uh-huh. secretary. I like yeah. her. I like his second in command guy, that black guy who has like a raspy. He always he makes me want to clear my throat. Yeah, let me clear my throat. Uh-huh. When uh-huh. I listen uh-huh. to him because uh-huh. he just sounds like he's on the verge of coughing in every take. Uh, who else? Um, <laughs> the guy from uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, who was one Harrison of the, Ford? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, what's that guy's name? He was one of the one of the replicants, one of the bad guys. Yeah, and he uh, plays the colonel in uh, this film. You know who I'm talking about? It's uh, it's it's Brian James. Thank you. Is that that guy's name? Yeah, the guy uh, he played General Monroe. Thank you, General Monroe. There you yeah. go. I call him a colonel. Whatever. Colonel. I'm bad with names. Colonel Joe. Sanders. You are you're pretty good with you're pretty good with names. You're bad with titles. That is true. Yeah, yeah. So this movie opens up. We're in Egypt mm-hmm. in like what 1940? Well, no. No, because it says war is coming. So, uh, oh, so it's either earlier than that, either thirties. But I actually think it was a precursor to World War One. Like it's nineteen fourteen. Okay, let's that, say that. That makes sense. I think it is nineteen fourteen. Yeah. So you've so got. I've only seen this, this film a few dozen this times. Scientist, man, this was the second time I've seen this movie. Wow. No, you know what? I've probably seen it two, two or three other times as well. Have you been actively avoiding it in your life? No, not well, not really. Just not I just not out. interested. Like after I saw it the first time, I just kind of wasn't really into it. And I know that puts me in a minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that a lot of people love this movie. Mm-hmm. Jesus, this movie is a fucking pop culture like phenomenon. Like so much phenomenon. Phenomenon. There you go. <laughs> this, this episode has been brought to you by John Travolta in that <laughs> shitty movie where he got superpowers because he wow. had a freaking uh, a, what oh a, cl- a blood clot in he's his head. Yeah, he's having the aneurysm like or something. T- yes. that gives him superhuman powers. I can oh my god, Joe! Guess what's, guess what's getting added to our list of movies to watch? Sen- Did you had you seen that movie? For, yes, so I they have. had that weird like fucking five minute romantic scene it, where uh, <laughs> Kira Sedgwick is cutting his hair. It was that. So yeah. Give me love, love, love. It was love supposed to be the uh, the pot scene from Ghost for that film, and, uh, and people were like, no, "Getting a haircut so is not romantic." John Travolta went through a bad phase there. Where it was it was that and Michael that he did back oh to back, God, and I was Michael. like, "Man, these are two supernatural stinkers." John Travolta has a hard time like. You can stop striking right while the iron's hot. <laughs> Judgeable when, he, when he's brought back, like his popularity, we talked about this with the "Look Who's Talking" yeah. episode, where they brought him back. He did "Look Who's Talking," and then he did just some shit movies, mm-hmm. and then he just had to disappear into obscurity again. And then Pulp Fiction. Then Pulp Fiction brought him back, and then fucking did 
uh, what was it? Get Shorty Get wasn't Shorty. bad. Yeah, but then the sequel then, to it, not so much. Uh, he wasn't in that, though, was he? Oh, did he bow out of that one? Was he? he might be right. I don't remember. Uh, but I do remember, yeah, Phenomenon and Michael <laughs> and Broken Arrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Face Off. Oh, my like, God. He just picked... I can't type quickly enough all these movies. <laughs> Every, anything that had a paycheck, he was like, okay. And then like that Battlefield Earth debacle hit, and he was like... yeah. Just shunned again. Well, although that was his fault. He he championed that and financed it. Um, it's funny you should say, um, we, we can kind of draw a little parallel between Bruce. Bruce? Bruce? <laughs> Baby. Baby. Bruce? Bruce? Bruce Willis's uh, career as well, because this is the... You can tell when Bruce Willis is phoning it in. Yeah. Bruce Willis does a lot of movies. I don't know if it's for a paycheck. I don't know if he's got he some tax issues. He does a lot of straight-to-video movies. I don't know if you've what? noticed that. Yeah. Is he's it done just a lot of straight-to-video. He's under contract with some studio, and Maybe. they get to decide the movies he's in. Because Possibly. Every now and then, you know, he'll do a Sixth Sense or Unbreakable or those Shyamalan movies uh-huh. um, and where he's really... Like, it's an opportunity for him to act and not just be uh, a, 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 an action hero. And okay. you can tell he's putting forth. And then Unbreakable? He'll do, and then he'll other do, than that, I agree with you. Go with me on this. Uh, and then he'll do Cop Out with Kevin Smith, where he's clearly phoning it in. What oh, yeah. other? I saw another movie recently where he was just like sleepwalking through it. And it was kind of one of the later years. Willis, the later years. <laughs> what you talking about? Was it Die Hard? A Good Day to Die Hard? Because <laughs> that movie was some, it was some pretty bad shit. I never saw that. Is that what the name of it was? A Good Day to Die Hard. Isn't that what Worf from Star Trek says when he's about <laughs> to be killed? It is a good day to die. It is. That is a Klingon saying. Uh, Ooh, Bruce Willis is a Klingon. Let's I'd get back. Well, he's, he is a human in this film. Yes. Uh, fighting against aliens that... Look like they came out of the Tank Girl budget. Like, was, <laughs> like these, they, they had five costumes. Yes. And basically tried to film them very carefully and very creatively to make it look like there were far more it feels like than they, there really were. They raided the set of Farscape. <laughs> Yes. And we're like, what can we repurpose? <laughs> like all the Muppets from Farscape show up in this yes. film. Yes, they do. Gary Oldman has that little elephant looking, that little tiny <laughs> pink elephant looking thing. Desk and like this thing opens up and there's just this elephant going, <laughs> looking up at him. That he then uh, spits a cherry at later. But yeah, weird weird mix between, uh, and some pretty good CGI, I think, for the, the time when you consider this is 1997. Um, and we, we had, well, we had Twister. Come out in 1996. Yes, we did. And then uh, 1997, a year later, you get a, a visual cornucopia, <laughs> like the fifth element. That's right. So uh, Followed shortly by My Girl, or My Girl 2, or <laughs> whatever. Uh, all right, so we start off in Egypt in 1914, and there's yes. a doctor, and he's deciphering some hieroglyphics. Aziz, nice. Starting it almost exactly like how Stargate starts out, mm-hmm. where we start off with this, like, it's we're already in the past, and you know this thing was was discovered in ancient Egypt, and apparently this this evil, this this horrible destructive force mm-hmm. threatens the galaxy or threatens the Earth every five thousand years. Yeah, and at that time, these protector aliens or whatever unleash their weapon against it, mm-hmm. uh, which are spoiler alert. The elements. Yes. There are five of them. Earth, wind, fire, and... Uh... It's basically what brings Captain Planet to life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> their powers combined. Their powers combined. They, they fight off this Form evil. of Mila Jovovich. <laughs> so that's not even it, though. Like, the fifth, the five elements did not even form Mila Jovovich. Yes. It's Mia love. Jovovich was one of those... No, Mia Jovovich was one of those alien thingies. Those those the things the things that looked like they were from the dark crystal <laughs> yes. that was like walking slowly and like take the key. Yeah. 
So are you telling me that like, there's a bunch of like Mia Jovoviches inside those costumes? I, I never got is the, that what the I never got the, the impression that, that that she was one of them. But they found one of the things like when when the ship crashed. That's true, and and uh, and that's they, they recreate her. They recreate, yeah, they they recreate her from you know just the DNA that was left inside the arm of one of those suits. Yeah, but I but but because she is like the fifth element, she's well, not. She's the fifth not element. okay. Well, she, she says at one point, "I'm the fifth element" to Bruce Willis. Uh huh. But I guess in the end, we find out that that love is the fifth element, right? Yeah, that's it my is. takeaway. I guess love. Um. But uh, I, I just kind of thought, like, just because she's in the same outfit, that that's not necessarily what that race looked like. Wait, wait a minute, though. Like, if <laughs> if that's not exactly what the race looks like, mm-hmm. if they're not all me, then what are they? What they're, are they? Are we they never human? see them. We never see them. They can't live outside of their suits uh, in that atmosphere, apparently. But she's living outside of the suit. I'm telling you, she's not one of them. Then why is she in the suit? <laughs> To begin with, for like protection. they found Maybe from what protection from what? Well, apparently there are these giant dog-looking things from <laughs> Ghostbusters that have learned how to fly spaceships and want to blow them out of the atmosphere. And the fact Maybe that she them. recognized them, like when she saw one of them, and she recognized later like, on, really, like through her you, psychic powers, you just like saw what they looked like as yeah. they were trying to shoot you down. She is supreme being, man. So, needless <laughs> to say, I she's perfect. As is said several times in this film, they they do remind you. They remind you over and over again. Mm-hmm. So there were there were a couple of touches. You know, before I really just start dogging on this film, yeah. Um, which I know people are going to hate. Downward dog. People are going to hear me and they're going to be like, "I fuck this podcast. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't right. like the Fifth That's Element. What makes them love me? He does. He Even doesn't. More. He doesn't like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Uh, I do like Philip Seymour Hoffman. What was that? That was a friend of yours. That yeah, right? was a friend told, of mine. You told yeah. me that a friend mm-hmm. of you said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so. There were a few touches in this movie that I did enjoy going back and watching. You did it again. enjoy when the scientist that puts uh, Mia Jovovich, Lilu, mm-hmm. puts puts her back together. Before this happens, yeah. he's talking with Brian James, General Monroe. Right, they're walking down the hall and they go into this room. It's all like black. Yeah, isn't that cool? But they've got like stains, like specks all over their face. Yep, I thought that was kind of funny. There's a like, lot of great visuals in this film. Yeah, it just just what that implies. I'm like ah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's kind of disgusting, but they don't like overdo it. It's just one of those things where, like, yeah. I missed it the first time I watched it. Yeah. I was just like, "Well, that's kind of a weird thing." And then watching it now, I'm going, "Oh, oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> they they both have filthy faces under mm-hmm. the blue light or black light. That's disgusting. Yes. Uh, Although I would be embarrassed if you were to shine one on my pants right now. Oh my I'm god, sure, dude. There's all. Did you, ever, of... did you ever watch that show, The Whitest Kids You Know? Sure. Uh, no, it's like sketch comedy and stuff. There's this one bit. It. It's a bit. I know of it. You know your hair. I know, <laughs> I know of, of it. it. Um. So Scott Pilgrim reference number this, two. There's folks. this. There's this bit where uh, there, there's the father that's putting <laughs> he's putting a black light up for his son. Oh no! And then they turn it on, and there's like stains all over, like on the ceiling, <laughs> on the walls, like on his mouth, the little boy's <laughs> mouth, and the father's just like. Uh, <laughs> he just has to leave. It's a really quick bit, but it's it's super funny. Uh, so there's stuff like that. There's also, you know. Uh, when when Lilu escapes the the facility yep. and you've got like that whole city the sprawled out city mm-hmm. that a lot of people could you, you know mean could, Coruscant you could make the argument I was about to say you could make the argument that like this was the kind of the test demo for Coruscant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and and it I kind of liked it better in this movie I did than too. in Star Wars because like, I believed using it more practical effects and yeah. the physics feel a little more real instead of that whole. <laughs> no, listen to our episode two podcast. You want to hear us <laughs> shit about that? But, uh, 
Uh, so I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed the action sequence at Flustin Paradise. Yes, when like after everything happens, the the diva gets shot, mm-hmm. and Bruce Willis heads out into like the lobby. Yeah, like that it's and a the, great scene, and it, it's so popular. That scene is so popular. Somebody did a Lego recreation <laughs> or recreation, nice. maybe not recreation, a recreation of that entire scene, and it's gorgeous. Like yeah. they just did a diorama like of everything that's going on in there at the same time. Uh, and I think that's really cool. That sequence is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's well so directed. It, you, you always have a, in a, a sense for where the geography is. Yes. You feel like they're in actual danger. Well, it's, they're doing practical effects. It's the whole bar thrilling, is blowing up. And at the same time, it's got some funny parts to it, too, where Bruce Willis is trying to get like the deaf guy to give him the gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does he toss him instead? He tosses him balls. I think like balls from a pool table yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. He just He's tosses like, him balls. Thanks. 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 Now, I'm surprised that you like that scene because all through it, it is underscored by the aforementioned Chris Tucker and his Ruby Rod. What's his name? Ruby Rod. Ruby, Ruby Rod. Rod. Ruby Rod. Character. Ruby Rod. Who, um, I got to admit, the first time I saw this, I was really annoyed by him. Uh-huh. Uh, food's here. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, I, I I thought it was an interesting choice for him to make that high voice. I, that was the first time I'd seen him in anything, right? Because yeah. this was pre. Well, he did hour. Friday. He did Friday before this. Oh shit! Oh shit! That's right. I had seen him in that. Damn. Uh huh. So you kind of knew he had that voice, but here he he goes from being like a weed smoking gangster to, to, uh, to a DJ, like a futuristic of the universe. DJ. Now I figured that would make you happy that no. in Luke Besson's future, radio still um, <laughs> radio is a medium. Is still- that is now broadcast <laughs> intergalaxy. It's like hot rod. AM radio will rain again someday. Uh, no, it, it was. It's so annoying, it, 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 and it never stops. The moment he hits be. the screen, like it never yes. fucking stops. And, and also, he is underscored by this pop music. That's one of the things and about like, this film. An auto tuned. Yeah. And he's doing all sorts of things, and he's playing his own sound effects, and there's always like a, a drum beat going on underneath. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the, what did you think of the f- music used in this film, Joe? I didn't think much of it. Yeah? I, really, I really didn't. I, Meaning you didn't enjoy it, or I, it, it was I, innocuous I, to it, you? It was pretty innocuous to me. The only time I really noticed the music is when we first meet Chris Tucker, and it's like, what the fuck is he doing? Is he singing a song, or right. is he just talking over a music bed? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Why doesn't he shut up? <laughs> it, it wasn't until the second viewing that I realized he was actually... Or, or, or halfway through the film, I think, where I realized he was actually broadcasting. Yeah. And he's talking about, go, go commercial, commercial! Uh, and so so I didn't really think much of it. There's the part with the diva where the diva's singing, and then mm-hmm. it goes into like this pop poppy music yep. like while she's still doing her opera thing over it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, I bet at the time like this was mind-blowing. Like, whoa, we've never heard this op- classical was. opera over you know a, a, a beat. Mm-hmm. And now we have Hamilton. And now we have Hamilton. Uh, but I didn't, I don't know. This time around, I was just kind of like, all right. It goes on a little long. I've noticed in uh, when they show this it This entire TV movie now, goes on a little too long. It's just at two hours. It's just and over two hours. I, I, it does slow down. Near the, yeah, but the last six minutes are always credits, Joe. But it slows down <laughs> at the end a little bit. It's a time it out, motherfucker. <laughs> Those people worked on the movie. It's part of the film. It slows down a little bit. As at the a ends. filmmaker, you should appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we should go back to a time where, like, all the credits came like at the beginning, the, at the very beginning of the I mean, movie? People show up late for movies, and anyway. it was like, and it was like only the top like thirty credits. I think like that was yeah, that yeah. was all you got. Everybody at the else gets shit on. Yep. I mean, I'm not. There's another podcast I listen to, and uh, one of the one of the hosts they talk about movies. Uh, I'm not going to say the name because I don't need <laughs> advertised competition. Uh, but um, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a fucking hipster douchebag, and he's like, I always sit is through it our podcast. No, <laughs> is that what we were talking it's about? This one, his name is Joseph. <laughs> it's it's called the Fetiding May Fucinati. 
the fetishing thing. <laughs> Fujinari. <laughs> Sounds like a Japanese, like, Fujinari. <laughs> you are fired. <laughs> Um, also from this film Okay uh, But he's always someone I, I, I always sit through the credits Because I, I, I feel like I de- They deserve to have their, their names seen by me And I'm kind of like eh, Credits are credit I mean like I'm not going to memorize Everybody's name Who worked on that film Yeah Hey good on you You're making a living in Hollywood That's your payment Unless you're Marvel And you've got like A Thanos thing going on At the end of the movie <laughs> Yeah Generally I probably I usually won't stay Skip I'll out. be like yeah. Alright you know, it's there are some movies they put little Easter eggs, but what's the, more often than this not. is a good one. What's yeah. the last film? What's the last non-Marvel film where you were moved enough or jazzed enough to sit through the entire credits and didn't leave until you started to see those big 20th Century <sighs> Fox logos Let at the think. end or whatever? Um, While you're thinking, I can tell you, uh, Saving Private Ryan is one of those. That films was the where, last time. Well, I mean, um, where you went through the the entire credits, yeah. Uh-huh. Because one, I'm a huge John Williams fan, and the music was perfect for yeah. that moment. But God, but damn, that it just shook me to my core. Probably, and a lot of people. Fury did. Road. People just sit there. Oh, really? Yeah, sat I, through the credits. I, I, in I that. sat through the credits for Fury Road. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Because it was amazing. Yeah, I th- yeah. I thought it was a fantastic film. Fair enough. I still stand firm in my stance that it was the best film last year. Was there something at the end that I missed? Because no. I probably did not. No. No. It was just the credits. Feeling good about my choice, then. Yeah. No, but it was that, that movie so is so fantastic. But we totally stayed. We stayed through the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I thought the music in this film was uh, it. It that's when it starts to feel foreign and French. Uh huh. When you've got the synthesizer in there and that drum beats and there's some even at the beginning uh, when we're in Egypt and mm-hmm. uh, there's like a. It's almost like a Casio keyboard <laughs> making this chorus sound, and uh, it's got some Egyptian-type music going on. Yeah. There's a little hints like that throughout this film where it's like, that's why it, it feels like it's from another universe, because it, it, it's, it, it's actually from France. It's from France. <laughs> we are from France. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I kind of outlined the things that I liked about the film. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was it, huh? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much it. Not Chris Tucker's not one of them, huh? I, no, Chris Tucker's definitely not one of them. I think you could have had this entire movie without Chris Tucker. I don't think you needed somebody this obnoxious, it is this odd. in your face. And it's, he, he's constantly just um, he's narrating. jabbering away. Corbin, Corbin, my man. Corbin, my man. I don't know what to do here. Bzz, bzz. Is, I ain't got no fire. I got no fire, Corbin. I got no fire, Corbin. Just please shut the fuck he's, up. He's really grown on me. I, yeah. fi- I did find him kind of annoying that first time, but in subsequent viewings, it's like... Uh, it's it's like an it's like an old friend that um, you don't you don't want to spend a lot of time with, but you can hang out with him for a couple hours Is before it, he starts to a week annoy you. talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is not sounding good for you. No, not you, Joe. It's this, total, this other total jackass. Uh, no, I this this movie. That's I Scott tried Hogan watching it. Three. I tried watching it three times in the mm-hmm. past week before recording. Oh, fell asleep. What? Every time. What? Every time. Even today. What part? When I tried. Uh, name a part. Oh, like I just fell a fucking sleep. I fell asleep trying to watch this movie because this it is kind of a loud, boisterous film. It is. It's loud. It's boisterous, but it just does not grab me. It doesn't engage me. Oh um, man, I have the hardest time sticking with this movie. I, I don't care. I, thought, I don't care about anybody in this film. But at least, but there's there's a ton of creativity in this film, from the sets to the it's, designs to the just the locations and the story that it's telling. Like again, you it's, know what? It's like nothing else I've ever Heroes seen. Heroes was creative. And it was still a piece of shit. Like, for me, at Whoa. least. It wasn't interesting for me. That first season was horrible. What? First, Are we talking about the TV The first series? season of Heroes was horrible. 
Dude, every was, other season of Heroes was horrible. That first one was first near was brilliant. brilliant. Oh, I love it, dude. Bad. You just don't like it because it was ripping off. It was ripping off Days of Future Past. But it was yes, also, ten it, years but, in advance. But, but Congratulations. No, the comic came out like 30 <laughs> oh, uh, years before the show. Listen, it's just because you have, okay, superheroes and time travel, like that combination has been around for a long time. Okay, it's, yeah, it's superheroes, time travel, and then like, you know, the, telling those, of the, story. The, 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 the government entity that's hunting down those heroes and, and criminalizing them. Yeah. Huh. Wow. All right. And then like the main hero who's like one, one of the, the, the villain who ends up being a hero in the future that's liberating these heroes. Okay. All right, but it's just it's it's just a it's it's just all you know. It's, Listen, there's only 16 types of stories throughout humanity, right? And that what that's they right. say. Put a that, monkey in front of a typewriter, and eventually they'll write Hamlet. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Uh, oh boy, it's all in the telling. Man, I, I I thought that first season was very strong. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of been wanting to go back and revisit it. Maybe I should. I don't think to you see should. if it still holds up. I don't think you want to. No, you don't think so. Save the but it's got Hayden Panettiere. Save your time. I, I, <laughs> 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 the best way to save the cheerleader. Fair enough. Don't even start the journey. I'll just watch should, Nashville should instead. Should be safe. Yes. You know Hayden Panettiere. Mm-hmm. My Panettiere. Favorite, pardon me. My favorite thing about her is mm-hmm. her cankles. Whisper. Like every time she's being. That's intense, how she emotes. She emotes by whispering mm-hmm. everything. That's right. It feels more intense. She's got. I just don't know struggle. what to do with these powers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's not like stage acting where she has to play to the back row. But she's mic'd. She, she but, can do that. But you know what? There are other there are other choices that one could make and uh, not be a one trick pony with your whisper. I think uh, you're in the minority when it comes to Fifth Element and also and the first the season report. of Heroes. <laughs> My Minority Report. <laughs> it's Another funny because there were no film. black people in that movie at all. In Minority Report, but yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. No blacks, no Hispanics. Oh, my God. How do you call it minority report? Well, they did get rid of crime. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm, no, I'm oh just... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, cut that part out. Jeff, cut that part out. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding, y'all. <laughs> That's it, guys. Here's the ending, babe. <laughs> We're not going to beat that. <laughs> that is so I'm bad. just kidding. Uh, all right, let's get back to this movie. <laughs> oh, I, it just You know what? I can say it two or three different ways, and mm-hmm. I do have a problem with that. I try. I tend to repeat myself on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it. All I right. still didn't like it. I still don't. I, if you give me this or Schindler's List, and I'm going to have oh, a better God. time watching Schindler's List. Gosh. Well, that's, that's my recast, actually. <laughs> the entire William cast. Neeson is uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Ray Fiennes, yeah, Ray Fiennes as uh, the Gary uh, Oldman character. character. Oh, I like that. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> the little boy in the shitter who's trying to hide oh, from the Nazis no. <laughs> could be the uh, could be Lilu. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. Oh, right. Can we talk about that for a second? The yeah. fact that uh, by the end of this movie, Bruce Willis is basically a pedophile. What? Because he's kind of fucking a child. What are you talking he's about? He's kind of fucking a child. Lilu? Yes. They never put an age on her. She, she looks was, all woman to me. She was just created. Well, oh, yeah, she's she was days just old. created. She's Listen, days old. If you're going to go by that, I mean, like... Wh- she that, had, like, the mental capacity of a child. That is not true at all. She was childlike because uh, she, she was innocent. She was just born. She was innocent and pure. No, but she had the, the world's history in her brain. And then what she had... Did she? Yeah, every 5,000 years, she's reborn. And then that's why she's she's watching the computer, like, data from Star Trek. And she's able to, like, soak really? everything up. Yeah, she, she learns English. Data from Star Trek and not, like, Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Or that. Yeah, flipping through books. Or... Uh, or Input. Uh, oh, she got the input yeah, already. Yeah, she did. Or Neo from Matrix. <laughs> that's right. She knows Kung Fu. She knows Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I actually liked her in this film, and I'm not a huge Mila Jovovich fan. Although uh, Daisy Confused, she has a pretty pretty nice role in there too. But she's so fun and cute, and the little language that they came up with for her, the, which is kind of faux. There's some words in there you recognize, but there's just enough of a twist on it to feel foreign. Yes. Let me be grumpy old man Joe oh, a little God. bit more about this movie. When it came out, man, I had to hear every fucking person I knew, like multipass. Corbin Dallas multipass. Corbin Dallas multipass. I'm like, chicken. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. I don't want to hear she, this. She's adorable, though. She's she's fine. Running around in that skimpy little outfit with her orange hair. Plays oh. how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't go with you on this journey, Mr. Frodo. That's too bad. You're going where I can't follow. It's a hell of a ride. And and the thing is, I know everybody fucking loves this movie. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves it. I am in a a very small percentage of folks that that don't like it. I I don't know what it is about this movie. It just does not fucking speak to me. Let's take it in an element at a time. Um, But uh, what about just at least the environment, this future that he has envisioned? I love the scene where he's uh, he's ordering Chinese food from his window uh, there on on Earth, and Uh uh, he's just talking to this guy, and uh, talking about fortune. Uh And then as the cutaway is, you see him kind of floating away on his his wooden, that st- I just That's love a cool little production. I love that element. style. Uh, I love the, the whole Floston Paradise. But and the that, but then and... at the same time, this entire like everything felt like idiocracy. Like this future was so <laughs> it felt. But no, no, no. I don't mean like the way. It, but you're okay, talking about the, the production the value. Looked, but I mean the production value in in the fact of like how claustrophobic everything still felt. Really? It felt really claustrophobic still. Man, I didn't get that impression at you all. You didn't? With no. Bruce Willis in his one-room apartment and putting people in like the, well, but, the hide-a-bed and the hide-a-shower and well, stuff? And well, yes. Putting it, people in the freezer. He's living in poverty. And we're in a future the, the where we've overpopulated Earth. They, they basically block off the fucking soundstage okay. and put trash all over the place to hide the fact that like we're on a small soundstage. Joe, this is a lot this this movie does have a big budget for what it is, but considering uh-huh. that there's a, there's a lot of eye candy they're throwing at you. And I don't think the budget was that I need to look up what the budget was. Um but I mean considering this was like his third film, uh he's kind of an unproven director uh and they're they're throwing Bruce Willis and this huge budget to do this Really weird, awkward was he sci-fi movie director. Yeah, I really think that the professional was proof. Yes, but like, that was that's a fantastic film. It is, but that could be again about a pedophile. That could be proof. Yes, that is true. <laughs> wow, sensing some themes here. Well, you know, they're very open minded, but a France. great sting soundtrack at the end. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that, that the shape really of my film. heart. I love that, that song's film. so fucking good. But that's a that's a that film can almost be like a one. Everyone, <laughs> Gary Oldman in that as well. Yes, right? sir. Um, oh my god. Yes. He's for Matilda. He's and he's got that it. fucking grenade there. And Gary Ullman's just... Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Ah, oh, that's a good movie. He's great. I wish we'd watch that. Instead. That was almost like a one-act play, though. And it doesn't have a lot of different settings, right? And it's it, it's easy no, to film. it doesn't. You yeah, get away it's with basically that. the apartment or it's shop or yeah. it's the police department. I don't think, you're giving, I don't think you're, you're giving this one credit for how many sets they had to build. They had the exterior of the big spaceship. They had the airport that they go through. They had uh-huh. a, a dozen or so. They had the whole Zorg... Um, his 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 building his his office. Okay, actually, you never really see the rest. You of the don't building, really see do the rest of the building. He's always kind of like walking through catacombs yeah. and feels like. And like, okay, so explain this to me. All right, the big giant evil planet yeah. space rock. It's just evil. Is calling. It's calling Gary Oldman on the phone. Yeah, he's he's his he's his <laughs> puppet back in on Earth to do his bidding. But like, it, it for has money. it has. Phone service. It's it's <laughs> this evil planet has it, phone service. Well, I, I think we're to. Bl- this is. A, I mean, if we're going to get into the theme of this film, it's really like 
good versus bad, evil war versus peace, evil versus good. Good, I said that already. Yeah, you did. Uh, whatever. Do- Love. Dogs versus cats. Lo- <laughs> Love versus evil. Because Coke, Coke versus Pepsi. That planet says every <laughs> every fight. McDonald's Taco versus, versus King. grilled cheese sandwich. There you go. Ooh, ooh, tough one. <laughs> it's from Hot Rod. I want to go. Yeah, that's right. What what wins in the end? <laughs> it's the uh, it's the grilled cheese the, sandwich. No, no, it's the taco it, wins. It is the grilled. I can't remember. I Damn think it's it, the we grilled just cheese saw sandwich. That movie two weeks ago. I think it's the grilled cheese sandwich. You might be right. Maybe it's the taco that wins. I think it might be the. taco. That's right because it's prison rules and he uses a chair <laughs> and he's, he does say he's like that's incredibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what I said earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> Flashbacks to it five minutes ago. Yeah, that's my favorite. So far, that's my favorite part. <laughs> that's the what the, the, sixth, the fifth element. I always said the sixth sense. That's what the fifth element did right. Is it caused Joel to make that horribly racist joke? Um, what was I saying? I don't know. It doesn't matter. This movie is so bad. No, it's fun. You know, I, I'm sorry. You're you're right. It is fun. It's it's not a bad film. I shouldn't say that. It's not a bad movie. It's just a film that didn't speak to me. It didn't okay, grip that's me. Fine. But every now and then, there's a, there's a movie that comes along that I, even if it's not successful at what it's trying to do, and I'm not saying that this isn't. I think this is, succeeds on on multiple levels. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe a little bit long. I'll agree with you there. But um, it does. I have to give it credit just for the amount of creativity that goes into it. And sure. I, I mean, the fact that this all kind of came from one person. I mean, this is this is Star Wars esque in its scope and ideas. I, I don't think. disagree with that. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. You, I was reading a little bit on on the backstory. Like he, this is a this film or this world that Luke Besson kind of came up with ever since he was sixteen years old. He finally made the film when he was thirty eight. So it kind of been fostering and he'd been building it. Uh-huh. Um, and and finessing it and and adding to it through all those years and and it shows it's a, this is a labor of love this film he's basically been making this movie over and over again though he's been making La Femme Nikita yeah. for thirty years yeah oh you know what you and know, Lucy that's you, right you start thinking about the the themes the basic themes of all these movies that he's put together yeah and even the Joan of Arc movie like he, oh yeah good point he, he champions female protagonists whether he passes the Bechtel test is you know questionable but that's that was. <laughs> Going back to my play for a second, that was something that came up because I, I was talking about like, hey, I like to, you know, I, I love this Batgirl character, uh, and so it was important for me to to create this show that kind of celebrated uh, a, a female protagonist that gave us a strong female hero, mm-hmm. uh, and then I realized I don't pass the Bechdel test at all with this show because at its she heart, needs a man. Even, even though even though she's throughout the entire show, we're getting her story and well, how she's going to do what she wants anyway. It still ends with Batman like I'll train you, and she's like hugging him, thanking <laughs> Yay! him. Yay! Yes, but like, fuck, I failed. no, 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 no. You didn't. I think you were true because she has daddy issues. She has she has a, a absentee father, uh-huh. not of his own choice, um, right? <laughs> yeah, father killed. Yeah, um, and then uh, a, a surrogate in the form of I was going to call him Gary Oldman, Jim, <laughs> Gary Oldman. It is, it is. I wish I could have got. Well, I love Shane. Shane did a fantastic job, but I. I kind of wish I could do these shows. I look at Gary Shane Oldman. and I see Gary Oldman. So uh, for me, it was it was one and the same. Uh, but but getting to that, like I feel like with varying degrees of success, he's mm-hmm. been telling the same story over and over again about an unlikely female protagonist. Uh, and sometimes you just kind of want somebody to branch out a little bit more. And I will say that at least this movie does do that. You know, you've got the Lilu character, but you still have you still have a, a competent and and fairly likable protagonist with yeah. Corbin Dallas. Of course, man. Oh yeah, he's cute. This is one of the uh, one of his his funniest roles, I think, too. 
if if you go back and watch, he made me laugh several times, dude. Uh, the scene at the beginning. Okay, this wasn't so much Bruce Willis, although his reaction I think was very genuine. Yeah. But uh, when they're setting up his little apartment that he lives in, uh, and uh, he's 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 about to get robbed, so somebody rings his doorbell. Oh yeah. He looks through the people and he sees the hallway. Uh-huh. Opens the door. It's a dude with wearing a hat of a that has a picture of, of the hallway, and he lifts his head up. And he pulls his gun out and says, give me the cash. Give me the cash. I don't know who that guy is, but I, I want to hire him to just he's, he's, he was stick really good. me up every month yeah. wearing that hat and then doing his little dance that he does <laughs> yes. at the end. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? But then they cut away to uh, Bruce Willis and he starts laughing. I, I almost feel like that was an outtake that he's laughing. <laughs> he really looks like we're having a good time yeah. making this film. I, 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 and I I'll had a good time it. watching it. Yeah, it was... He did look like he was having a good time. All right, so if you can I give me the, I had a better time. If you can give me the creativity of, of the setting and the surrounding. Another thing that I appreciate about this film is is the editing. There's several scenes, several scenes here, um, where um, he's it's very intentional with the pacing. Um, again, he'd been working on this a long time, but um, as we're learning information, there are a couple scenes where we're cutting back and forth between two scenes. And one of them is um, when Gary Oldman is, is about to get the stones. He thinks he's got the stones. Yes, and it turns out this this case is empty. Um, oh, you're talking about the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. first time, and uh, oh, I know. Yeah, that's right. Happens. Oh my gosh, that, that reaction the second time. Where he starts amazing. laughing maniacally and yeah, then crying, and then crying. Uh huh. <laughs> it's, it's empty. <laughs> um, so he closes and he's like, "Where are the stones?" And then we cut to Lilu telling um, uh, the priest Corn- uh-huh. Cornelius um, where they are in her own little language, and it yes. cuts back and forth, and it's done very well, and you can tell it was scripted that way intentionally. Um, also, when the ship to Flossed in Paradise is about to take off and Ruby Rod is about to bang some chick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He, he's, he's going down on her. You yep. can tell he's doing it. But then all these other things that are going on. Yeah, exactly. You've got the, leading up to, yeah. the guys working the runway and they're, <laughs> I need some heat. Give me some heat, man, as they're burning the little uh, <laughs> the fraggles off of yes. the side of whatever those were. Uh, yep. They were like trebles, actually. Yeah. Um, yes. And they're. They're shoving that metal, that uh, cylindrical <laughs> yes, thing. The gas, and they cut back to her, and she gasps. It, uh-huh. it's, it's a lot of sexual innuendo in there. But there's, yes, there's there several is. scenes where he he knew what he was going to do in the editing bay. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, as he was filming, it. <laughs> shameless plug in our own podcast. In our own podcast. <laughs> hey guys, by the way, it. check out the editing bay podcast. <laughs> But I really appreciate things like that, and and you don't really think about it when you're watching a film, but when you when it's missing from other films, it's that little sense of uh, th- th- this guy's a great storyteller, man, and yeah. he knew the story he wanted to tell and how to tell it. Well, I guess that's the advantage of having written it and being yeah. able to kind of plot it all out and then mm-hmm. directing it yourself, yeah. producing. Uh, it's his magnum opus. Uh, My favorite transformer, by the way. <laughs> is that like is is it a giant truck that then transforms into that character from like the Doonesbury cartoon? <laughs> opus. No, that was with a Doonesbury. mustache. So, so he's like so he's like Magnum PI. Are you talking about Bloom County? Bloom County became Doonesbury. What? Yeah, they changed the name of it at one point. No. That wasn't Look even the up. same artist. Look it up. That wasn't even the same artist. Look that, it up. that wasn't Berkeley. Brith, was it? it was, yes, it was Buzzly Berkeley. Buzzby Berkeley. <laughs> they did dance to the princes. rescue. Maybe it was Bloom County, but they changed it to something else. I thought they changed the name of it. He had his own spinoff comic strip. Opus did. Dude. Oh yes, yes. With with Bill the Cat. Bill the Cat. My Act. brother will know this. Listening to this, he's going to Lauren. Lauren, help us out. Yeah, put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> Tell us. Uh, okay, so there we go. <laughs> Luke Besson's magnum opus. Uh, yes. It's it's so hard for me, Joel. It's hard for me to talk about this, this yeah, movie because... <sighs> okay, Go I'm going to continue. Go on. It's hard for me to talk about this movie because I feel like... Because I didn't enjoy it as much, uh, I feel like all I'm doing is shitting on it. 
I'm, tr- I'm trying not to. Bad cop. Good cop, bad I, cop. I, I kind of feel like people are listening to this going, all right, dude, we get it. You didn't like it. Well, and I'm not saying this is a perfect film. It, well, it's, and it's definitely not. Yeah, it's, it's got some weaknesses. How did the diva get the stones inside of her? Yeah, that's one of them, too. I kind of feel like that's a little bit of a, a cop-out. Um, <laughs> starring Bruce Willis. Starring Bruce Willis. <laughs> where, um, yeah, how can she... First of all, she doesn't have enough body mass to fit those four fit stones in front of five her. Five of those stones. The only way... Oh, that's right. The only way that Bruce Willis is able to extract them is by... Slitting her open, gutting her like a pig. Tauntaun. Exactly. <laughs> like, like a fucking tauntaun. Oh, she smelled bad. On the outside. <laughs> um, yeah, I always thought that was a little odd, too. I like that she has blue blood, though. She's a blue it was, blood. It was... <laughs> getting back to Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, it, it, was, it was convenient that she was shot, and then he reaches into the bullet wound and right. starts, like, pulling the stones out. Like, you know what? You, you want to give me a giggle? Cut to him, like... Pulling something, but it ends up not being one of the stones. Like it's like, <laughs> it's, like oh, a, it's a hubcap. That's <laughs> not where I was going, it's but a, I was. It's a kidney stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just a kidney, or oh, that's not. Ugh. Uh. Cut to like Chris Tucker looking at him doing it, and bleh. oh, coming, coming, my man. I'm gonna puke, man. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I, the thing that I yeah so so that was a little bit of a stretch but it's it's fine. With so many other crazier things have happened up to this point. I'll give it that. Uh-huh. Um. But uh, I, I felt it was a little heavy-handed in the message, especially at the end. And I, I do think it starts to drag a little bit at the end. Yeah. Your eyes are glazing over even, even as I'm talking. Yes. But we've already had that big climactic battle that, that you mentioned. Where the, 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 villains, the villains finally get defeated. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, Gary oh, is uh-oh. exploded. <laughs> He's exploded. But we still have to ma- f- defeat the main villain. Act not. Which is absolute <laughs> evil. Yeah. Absolute evil. Like, so... You, did, I don't know if you said this on the podcast or if you said this before we started recording, but like that this movie has this weird distinction that the hero, the antagonist, and the protagonist yeah. never meet. They never meet each other, nor do they communicate in any way, nor do they even know who the other person is. Yeah. Gary Oldman doesn't know the Corbin Dallas character, and Corbin Dallas doesn't know who this guy is. Who's, they just know that uh, they have to save. It, it's good versus evil, the ultimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where it gets a little heavy-handed. <laughs> like I've, got, I've got nothing to add That's where to it that. gets a little heavy-handed when, uh, as they're flying back, you know, the, the, the planet evil they is lose, now... Like, everything you create... Yes. You destroy. Is to destroy. Everything he hits, he destroys. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, looking at what I guess is the 25th century version of YouTube. Yeah. As, as she's watching the last 5,000 and, years. And, but apparently all the wars that have happened took place in the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all, like, shots from uh, Korea... <laughs> Like they couldn't throw in some like just phony like phony space battles. The French Revolution. Yeah, exactly. Do what Star Trek does. Yeah, where they always do that that rule of thirds. Uh huh. Where they're like, uh, you know, Picard will be talking about, uh, oh, you know, the great composers of our day. We had uh, Beethoven, Mozart. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. They always throw a random they one throw in there. A random one because in, we so that way shit has happened. Like we have progressed, exactly, or things have happened since, yeah. like our time since uh-huh. 1914. Right, there has to have been some other stuff. Oh. We couldn't just like the final war was fought yeah. in 1997, yeah, Tiananmen Square. Apparently, uh, <laughs> that was will it. Resonate through centuries. <laughs> how, um, about, how about? I don't know. These aliens that fucking destroyed a ship and made it crash yeah. into a planet, like especially there we go the one that's that was an, g- an carrying, act of the, aggression. carrying the supreme being that that where's, up there. Where's the army? 
Where's like the fucking the army the the world army? Man, it's just the There's... general and uh, and tiny Lister. <laughs> That's it. Zeus. There's no army. There's no fighting force at all that could help out fucking like Corbin Dallas yeah. is their only help. Me, Corbin Dallas, you're my <laughs> you're only hope. <laughs> like, there's nobody else. Well, apparently, uh, as as the colonel is the colonel or the general, General the Monroe. General. Damn it. He uh, he says you're the only one who's qualified to uh, to operate all these vehicles and these weapons. Is that long? Laundry list of uh, of things. Yeah, uh, a little unbelievable. Also unbelievable that um, that guy is the president. That <laughs> Zeus in the future ends up being uh, the the leader of the free it's world. Like every scene we come back to him, he's like taking off his shoes. He's like, oh yep. man, I got yep. the bunions. And like, <laughs> he comes back and he's like, oh, I'm sweating so much. Got the vapors. Yeah. Also, where are they? Where uh, it's just common for cockroaches to be wandering across in his desk? Space. <laughs> like, is he in space, space or is he is he on Earth? I feel like they're on I Earth. I think they said that it was New York City. New York City. In New York. And so, yeah, there was a space cockroach with like yeah. an antenna sticking out of <laughs> I like its that. head. He's got a radar that uh, the guy's controlling. <laughs> I thought that was fun. See, all, just these little creative things that they drop in there that kind of create this whole world. It's the sum of its parts, I, Joe, I that makes like, the fifth element I, Whenever they, they brought on like the alien guys, whenever they were interacting with anybody or they were fighting, mm-hmm. like the way they filmed it, the way it was shot, the angle, it always it looked like the fucking Genesis uh, Land of Confusion video with those puppets. <laughs> and I was just, the Ronald Reagan yes, Superman puppet. Where it's just like, uh, like they're, they're doing that, and you can't see. I'm doing this. It's a visual thing that I'm doing right now. But they're just kind of like running in place, moving their arms, and like the cameras right there. And they're, uh, I mean, I just I, I don't nowadays, know. Nowadays they would do all that with CGI. You know, true. so what do you That's want? True. You want practical and, effects? And I, do, I prefer practical effects. I like well, that. You got to put it's up with some rubbery. There's a problem aliens. when you have only five costumes and try to double them <laughs> for like an entire army of these aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. yeah. <laughs> What, what, what are we gonna? What well, are you gonna punctuate? There you that go. Yeah, yeah, that's there. It there is. you go. And there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see. What other, there what you other have notes? It. I haven't even consulted my notes on this. I've just been, just been flying. I don't need to. There's so much great stuff to talk about. Uh, okay. Already pointed out that Bruce Willis saves the Earth from a menacing space rock yet again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that Bruce Willis is a pedophile. Oh, you know what? Uh, I think it's <laughs> odd that in the future, in 500 years. Uh, bombs, explosive bombs, still have like a digital readout that looks like my microwave, circa nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they they have that also. They count that down. They're in Flossed in Paradise, which is in space, mm-hmm. and there are flaming explosions going on. That's true. In That's true. This oxygen environment <laughs> <laughs> should have just. Like the first gun that was fired should have probably taken the place out. That's that's a good point. Yep. That's a good point. Uh, no, well, they, maybe they, they had space uh, force fields. <laughs> it's like, it's like thank you for smoking. Happening. Thank God somebody invented that <laughs> thing. That I love that movie so much. That is a great film. Uh, I love that the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Ultimately, at the end of this movie, the fate of the world hangs in the balance of a guy who has a fucking case of the Fonzies when it comes to saying "I love you." <laughs> you know how Fonzie can never oh, say yeah. "I'm sorry." Yeah, it's like this, it's like fucking Ian Holm is telling him like. Say it, you know. Corbin, say it. That's another thing. It's like I just, I just, I can't look because <laughs> I'm like, there's a fucking giant. The space world rock. is going like, to end. Like, I love you. Thank you. And yes. Just look up and see if it stops it. I, Lila, I love you. Okay, we're good. Cool. Yeah. Now we'll fuck in the weird robot. I, I did think it was a little weird going back and watching it again. Um, so Bruce Willis has like one or two interactions. Well, first of all, she falls into his cab through the roof. Yes. Um. And uh, he decides to save her because, well, she's hot, I guess, is all we can conclude. Yeah. Uh, so she's, she's unconscious, and he takes her to uh, Cornelius, uh, the priest. 
and while she's unconscious on this stranger's house, or uh, couch in this stranger's house, uh, he decides that's a good time to try to sneak a kiss in. Yeah. Try to do a little Frenchy action on uh-huh. her. Yeah. Uh, hey, 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 she's French. Uh, and She's not, though. No, well, no, but he is. The director is. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like Bruce Willis. Filmed in France. Filmed on location in He's space. German. Um, filmed on location <laughs> in space. But uh, I was watching that again thinking, wow, th- he's really, that's, that's a little, that's a bit of a rapey move. Yeah. Um, yep. But maybe it was just, tr- he felt he felt the love coming from her. And, uh, you know who else way. felt the love? Who knew how to express Jared it? Jared from Subway. Oh. Can you see where he is now? Simba also. Simba. He felt it tonight. Wow. That's, that's. You're that's blowing you. up over here. No, man. that's. I think that's you, sir. You're blowing up. Like, uh, uh, so, I I really don't have anything else note wise. Yeah, I went through the rest. Do you have anything? No, I mean I could talk about this film forever, but could no, you those really? are the big beats. Forever. Well, Good I mean we God. could we could dissect it scene by scene, and I could talk about the brilliance of each scene. I think the cover of this movie is far more beautiful than the movie itself. Like oh really? The, the the Blu-ray cover. I'm like, oh man, this makes this movie look way better than. It I is. have to disagree, and I enjoyed. Well, you know what? I, I will say this, Joe. You know what? A, what a pixelitist I am. That, uh-huh. that word was invented for me because uh, only only 1080 Blu-ray. Yes. will pass these eyes, and yet these eyes. I uh, this was a DVD rip. Really my old DVD version. Do that you I want watched. the Blu-ray copy that I bought? I would. I would very much. So okay. please let it's, me have it. It's yours. But even though <laughs> it was uh, it was SD. Uh, it, I, th- I thought it still held up. I, I thought, thought it, I thought really it was good. SD too. Suck dick. Oh. <laughs> that's unfair. I, no, I'm being, I'm being harsh with that. I know you are. I know Again, you are. Just, good wanna, just kind of come, coming back around, circling back around here. It wasn't a bad movie. Like, it's it, it's not a bad film. Sure. It's just not the film for me. All right. Well, uh, it, it's, it didn't resonate still. It's so weird. Uh, I, 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 after all these years of knowing you, Joe, I still don't have you pegged. I don't know which ones you're going to like and which one you're not. I think you surprised me. I know you hate this movie and yet you love No Holds Barred. <laughs> well, the love worst is a weird film ever committed love, to celluloid. I love No Holds Barred for what it let represents. Me, let me put it this way: you <laughs> liked it enough to want to watch it a second time. I have no desire no, to ever because, revisit that film because it has a scene with Hulk Hogan where where <laughs> do, the female the female protagonist gets is borderline raped and then he comes in and saves her and cuddles her and says i hate when you're hurt or feel bad <laughs> that's such a crow magnon thing to say and somebody saw that somebody wrote that on a page and they uh, went yeah uh, vince mcmahon wrote let's, that let's do that vince mcmahon and hulk hogan wrote that script in a hotel room over I, a weekend i hate when you're oh no it's i hate when you're scared or, or hurt, hurt. <laughs> That's wow. That's the basest of thing you could say to anybody. Really, that's why I love that movie. I feel that way about you, Joe. <laughs> and you, I don't even want to have you, sex with you. <laughs> yes. Uh, who's to say we haven't? Though? Oh, you don't have spoiler. You don't have alert. to want it. <laughs> oh, I think if anything, no holds barred taught us <laughs> is that you could have sex without wanting it, and then Hulk Hogan will come in and try to save you. I think the the no holds. I think the bars were prison bars <laughs> yes. that have no holds. Yes, on they them. were. Um, Tiny Lister. <laughs> so, McCloster, there we go. Did you like Tiny Lister better in this film or in his little bit part in The Dark Knight, where he was, again, reunited with Gary Oldman? Who did he play in The Dark Knight? He was one of the prisoners on the boat that walks <gasps> over and he grabs oh, the thing. he's like, I'll do and it. He th- and he throws it out the window. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
probably Obvi- obviously just this one because you didn't remember the other one. No, I didn't. That would have been so fucked him. up if you're like Dark Knight. I picked Dark Knight. <laughs> Forget that was him in there. Uh, Although I think I liked him better in Friday. What did what did the uh, the Fifth Element? I almost said First Night. What did the First Night do? <laughs> first starring uh, Sean, Connery <laughs> Sean Connery and uh, Richard Gere. Yes, and Juliet Julia Ormond. Juliet Ormond. Julia Ormond. That's that, not a very good film. No, either, it wasn't. I saw that in theaters. Written too, and directed by the guys that brought us Airplane. The Zucker <laughs> the Brothers. The Zucker Brothers did The first Zucker night? Brothers did First Night. Wow. Yeah, right? They should stick to their wheelhouse. Yes, they should. Uh, all right. So what did The Fifth Element do right? There are so many things, Joe. I've talked about the creativity and the, and the, and the humor in this film. Um, but really, overall, for me, it's the art direction. Again, this film has a look and a style unlike anything I've seen since. Uh, and it's seen at the time, it's so colorful, and yet it feels lived in. It doesn't feel too fake or plasticky. Uh, I love the costumes. I love the character designs. I love all the little gadgets and spaceships and doohickeys. Um, every, the, the, everything in this film is so well thought out, I think, and intentional. And it, it makes me want to visit Flossed in Paradise. Huh. Flossed well, in it's Paradise. Been, it's been exploded, <laughs> so you can't. Oh. You can't go to Flossy. We still have another 500 years, though. Um, okay, so what, 300? what I think The Fifth Element did right, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that the casting was was, yeah. pretty, was really well wow, done. even with Chris Tucker. Even with Chris Tucker. Uh, because nobody the, could have played that role. The thing is, that role shouldn't have In an existed. unannoying way. It should not have existed. We didn't might, need that role. a case making there. Um, but I thought Bruce Willis was good. Yeah. Even in, in, in a movie, again, because I feel like people are going to hear me talking about this and go like, but I thought you didn't like it. It didn't speak to me. I didn't like it, but I, I like Bruce Willis, and I thought Bruce Willis was doing what he should be doing. I, he didn't yeah. sleepwalk. Like you, you mentioned you, earlier, Bruce he wasn't sleepwalking through this film. He was still giving us some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia Jovovich, I think, was really good. Uh, Gary Oldman, I thought, was really oh, good. Oh, he's fantastic. And Ian Holm. I liked Ian Holm in this. I mean, oh, it's yeah. so weird watching him in this and then going back and seeing him in like the Hobbit movies yeah. we haven't or really the Lord, Lord of the him. Rings movies. Uh, but I thought he did good. I liked his character a lot in this movie, and yeah. I don't. Rem- the thing is, coming back to it, I didn't remember the Cornelius character really. And then watching this, I was like, oh, oh, well, I kind of enjoy him. I, I enjoy what he is. He was definitely a comic relief, more comic relief than I was anticipating him sure. to be. Um, yeah, I, I think the casting was what this movie did I right. I will agree with you. What did this movie do wrong? For me, it, it comes down to that, uh, we're, we talked about it, it kind of starts to drag at the end, uh, much like this podcast, um, and gets a little heavy-handed <laughs> with the uh, with the message about war. War is bad, and good is good, and evil is evil, and we should only do good things and evil, and all you humans, we only create things that, that can destroy. And like, all right, that's something. It, it, it ignores such... the fact that there's, there's a gray area, that we, you know, well, most of the time, again. the evil... The evil that men do yeah. does not come from a I want to do evil. Of course. Well, some sometimes. <laughs> okay, some, but I'm talking Miller. about for the most part. Yeah. For the most part, things, you know, that the road to hell paved with good intentions. Yes. Well, no surprise that, that a Frenchman directed this and that's the theme and message. Because that, 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 is, that is what I would expect from France. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. Just um, that's Fran- France. You, France do France. <laughs> uh, what I thought that this movie did wrong... Mm-hmm. Is I I can't I can't pinpoint it like I'm trying to pinpoint the thing that makes it so I can't one engage thing. with this movie mm-hmm. and I can't I can't explain it. it's this weird intangible hmm. it's just you know it's kind of like people sometimes you meet people that you just don't like mm-hmm. 
that's kind of what this movie is. Like, I just kind of, <laughs> I kind of just don't like it. I, oh. and, and the thing is, I tried. I've, I've talked about this before on this podcast. Like, I don't go into movies no. wanting to dislike it. Yes. Uh, it's telling that you didn't like it the first time. Like, I, I, I believe you. Yeah. I, if you didn't I, like it then, it I don't did, know why you would like it now. It didn't speak to me then, and I'm still, I still don't like it. I just, and so what this movie did wrong is being the fifth element. Like, it, <laughs> I kind of wish that that... Not that, enough elements. I wish that action sequence uh, that's on Flossed in Paradise was in another movie that I liked better. Um, I guess if I have to pinpoint, I have to do this. If I have to pinpoint anything that I thought this movie did wrong, I think that it's... The, it didn't need, we didn't need the opening, the Egyptian opening to set things up. We could have set things up a little bit cleaner. Uh, and then I, I don't think that we needed to, to have all this shit go on about getting the stones. Like there's this big evil and it's kind of like Transformers the movie. But even in Transformers the movie, Unicron had a personality that yes. was fleshed out. Yeah. I felt like this movie was a lot like Transformers except Unicron... Never got developed. He just makes a phone call. He just makes a phone call once or twice and makes a guy's head bleed. Yeah. Is that and, blood, and though? It. Yeah, I think it's blood. I don't think it's blood, because when they wipe it away, it looks like molasses. It doesn't look what, red. It looks what black. What the hell is it supposed to be? It's then? just evil emanating. Like, it, it just this evil talking to you makes it consumes you. Huh. I don't know. That's my All theory. Right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, so it's never explained. I, I would think that, I, I would say that this movie should have, it should have cut itself down a little bit. They should have edited a little bit more. Eh. Um, if I had to pick something, uh, other, I mean, but the, the official answer is I just didn't like it. And I know that's a cop out. That's didn't a bullshit like answer, but that's didn't like it. <laughs> it's a little pitchy. Don't, Don't do it. Fall asleep. asleep. <laughs> uh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> did you at least like it enough to recast it? Joe? I did. I if did. If you recast were to remake it. this film. If I, yeah, if we were to remake this film now. How would we do this? Did you Joe? do something clever? Do you have a theme? I do going have a theme. On? Oh, I have a theme. I don't. You want me to I'll go just, first? No, I'll go through my do thing first theme. because you. I think you deserve to have the final word on this because oh, you like this movie. Pick. I appreciate uh, it, and you like it for reasons, and like <laughs> the fact that I dislike it, and I can't even really pinpoint. Like it just doesn't speak to me, so I feel like I don't deserve to get the final word on. I this. I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> very good. So, so I, I'm already going to tell you my theme. Like right off the bat, yeah. we had a huge, a huge, huge television success. Huge. Uh, success of a season uh, with Game of Thrones mm. with this latest season. They Have had their been, finale this past week. You all caught up. I'm all caught up. Are we going to be spoiler free? Pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, spoiler free. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do anything right. spoiler wise here. Uh, but this last season was incredible. Yeah, like the they've had some seasons where it's been like, oh, that was kind of a filler episode. Every episode this season was just killer. Wow. It was amazing. It's like the entire series of Breaking Bad, where it's like wow. there was never a filler episode of that show. Uh, so my theme is, mm-hmm. what if we got the crew from Game of Thrones together and redid The Fifth Element? <laughs> nice. Oh. So uh, right off the bat, directed by a guy who's directed several episodes of Game of Thrones, directed a movie that we watched called Doomsday, uh, Neil Marshall. And so from here, we've got our characters. General Monroe, uh, the Brian Johnson, I think is his name, Brian Johnson character, the guy who keeps who's trying to recruit Bruce Willis to help them out, mm-hmm. played by Sean Bean. Okay, nice. Ruby Rod, the, uh, the Chris Tucker character. Yeah, interesting. Played by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh my God, that'd yeah. be amazing. Tyrion Lannister is going to be Ruby <laughs> Rod. Nice. Uh, Father Vito Cornelius. Cornelius. Cornelius is going to be played by Liam Cunningham. If you're familiar with Game of Thrones, he plays Davos Seaworth. Okay. A little bit of an older guy. The uh, the Zorg character, Jean yeah. Baptiste Emmanuel oh, Zorg, I know who you're gonna go with. the Gary Oldman character, 
played by Aiden Gillen, who plays Littlefinger. And he looks like show. that guy, too. Looks just fucking like, like Gary him. Oldman. Good call. Uh, in fact, that was my first recast that made me go, I think hmm, I'm going to do, do the whole a Game thing. of Thrones thing. Nice. Uh, so now it brings me to my last two, Lilu, hmm. played by Amelia Clark, Daenerys. Of course, of course. And then Corbin Dallas, played by Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. Of course. Because it would be a little bit nicer to have them both kind of closer in age. Yeah. I think, and I get Instead that, you know, Bean. Bruce Willis is a little bit older, so that way we can give him that military history mm-hmm. and then also be down on his luck. But then the fact that he's getting phone calls from his mother in this movie, I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. I kind of feel like Bruce Willis is a little too old to be getting like phone calls from his mom. Could, and and I, she sounded super young. I was going to say, could they not have gotten an older actress? She sounded like his contemporary. Yes. Like, she, you really needed, like, uh, you know... Clarice Leach. Why aren't you calling your mother? <laughs> or uh, Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein as Bruce Willis's mom. That's amazing. I'm doing that right now. There's my recast. recast. Harvey right. Firestein as Bruce Willis's mom. What do you got? Uh, you didn't do the opera singer? No, I didn't care. I did her just because I thought yeah, uh, it'd be fun to get Rihanna up in some blue makeup and have her doing her little opera stuff. And then she breaks it out of the hip hop. She's giving the moves. She's nice. popping and locking it. Uh huh. People still pop and lock? Yeah, sure. All right, sure. And pop then they lock. drop it. They <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Yeah, uh, they don't do that anymore though. Nobody does that. No one drops it like it's hot. Uh, the president, uh, played by Tiny Lister, uh, Michael I, Douglas. No, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sheen actually. Oh no, really? uh, no, no, no. I went with um, uh, Terry Crews. Nice. He's going to be the president. Re- <laughs> Re- He's reprising his uh, role from, from President Camacho <laughs> is uh, is the, our future. Uh, the general, general, what's his name? Uh, general Monroe. General Monroe. How about uh, you want somebody who's kind of dry, but kind of uh, will make you laugh too, have some some comedic timing. Uh, I like Josh Brolin doing sure. that role. Thanos. Uh, Ian Holm, who is uh, Cornelius the priest. Uh-huh. Uh, how about we get Martin Freeman Love to play it. that role? Love it. Get one uh, hobbit for another hobbit. He's Just so good. The hobbit exchange both, program. Both, both Bilbo's. That's right. One Bilbo for another. They're both both Bilbo's. <laughs> They are, though. They both played Bilbo Baggins. I don't think those those two words have ever been <laughs> uttered. What a couple of Bilbos. <laughs> They're both Bilbos. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, the Ru- Ruby Rod character. Uh-huh. Um, i got to look up this guy's name because... Uh, Kevin Hart. You, his his actual name is Titus Burgess, but you maybe know him as Titus Andromedon from Kimmy Schmidt. I'm breaking oh, Kimmy yeah, Schmidt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, flamboyant black yes. dude. Um why not? Uh, the let's see. Let's go with Gary Oldman, the Gary Oldman character, Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Very nicely done. Uh, you also need somebody who's a little more uh, out there um, and uh, eccentric. Uh-huh. And uh, what if John Malkovich were playing that? John role? Malkovich would be really good. Right? Sam Rockwell would be really good. You in know that what? Role. I'm that was a, that was a also ran. I'm yeah. glad you said that. Uh, and then finally, we've got uh, Mia. Mia, are we going Mia or Mila? Um, you said call her whatever you want. I'm gonna go Mia Jovovich, but it doesn't really matter because in my movie, uh, Margot Robbie is going to be playing hey. this role. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is played by Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> you did that the other day. It's funny then. It's funny now. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for and dissecting that. Finally, uh, the Bruce Willis character, Corbin Dallas Multipass. Uh, how about Jason Statham? In that role, we know he can do comedy now. He's bald. He knows action. Let's put Jason Statham him, in. Man. Has Jason Statham ever been in space? Um, shit, I, I don't, don't know. So. I think he's pretty grounded in reality. Yeah, he if is. If you call the Fast and Furious movies <laughs> grounded in reality, I've been to space. Is that one of the things he's listed? In <laughs> exactly. Spy? He'll just. Uh, I'll rip. Uh, what was he? <laughs> I once I'll had reattached. To, I once reattached this arm. 
with this one here. <laughs> I don't think that's even possible. No, yeah. <laughs> and then all of this directed by uh, Matthew Vaughn of Kick-Ass nice. and uh, the Kingsman fame. You know they're doing a sequel to Kingsman? The Kingsman? Did you ever see that first one? Nope. It's actually pretty good. That's what I've heard from a lot of people. If you like Matthew really Vaughn film. films. I do, um, for he's... the most part. I like, I like Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. I think we've talked about X-Men First Class. Uh, I like it less and less every time I yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it especially kind of... next to Days of Future Past, which yeah. to me is the ultimate X-Men movie. It's, it's not so bad. It's I still not haven't seen Apocalypse. Film. Apocalypse wasn't a horrible film. Like, I, I, I enjoyed yeah. myself with it. Everyone's telling me to skip it. It's got like a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, I think I might wait for here's, on that one. Here's the thing about Apocalypse. It, it's hard to... It's hard to get in. No, don't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Whenever I say it's hard, I always like, you <laughs> turn like, the mic like, like, no, don't. Uh, it's, it's tough to put a superhero movie out that's just a popcorn superhero flick. Now that we live in the age of Captain America, Winter Soldier, uh-huh. and you know even Civil War to an extent, but Winter Soldier changed the game. Yep. When it came Agreed. to superhero movies, Agreed. you know, it just looked like the like how Dark Knight changed the game a little bit, but. Captain America Winter Soldier took it to a whole new level and yep. it showed people that like you can have serious, mm-hmm. legitimate, important filmmaking yeah, done film. and have a fucking superhero be at the center of it and not just like a, a made up superhero for that film, uh, like a movie like Super, but mm-hmm. like a comic book character that has endured <laughs> and been four colors. His for, name like, is Captain America. Years. You yeah, can't get Captain any cheesier than that. America. And the fact that you've made this movie that's like, wow. That's that is an important film. Like that's really fucking well done with Robert Redford, no doubt. It's tough to make a superhero popcorn movie when movies like that exist. Mm-hmm. So, all that to say, if you watch Apocalypse now, you, you kind of have to go. <laughs> you got you gotta smell love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> uh, if if you're going to watch X Men Apocalypse, like just kind of go in. With the expectations set a little bit lower. I hate when people tell me that. I know. Nothing I gets too. me less excited about seeing a film than people telling me to lower my expectations. But, but here's why I'm saying it. It's I the get fact it, that I get it, it is it's just it's a mustache twirler villain. There really isn't a whole lot going on here. Mm, I'm, I'm, it's just a fun mutants kind of thing. Like, here we go. It's X Men, they got superpowers, and they're fighting a big super powered bad guy. Well, uh, Joe, I would watch the fifth elements again. A known quantity, rather than going into an unknown, such as Apocalypse. I'm going to wait for video for that one. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, guys, if you've got any thoughts about our recasting or thoughts about The Fifth Element, you want to you know, rip me a new one for not liking this movie, <laughs> oh, yeah. I invite you to do so. Just it's go coming. on over to our, uh, our Facebook page uh, in Facebook search bar, put in the editing bay, and that's going to bring up that woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that link. That's going to bring you to our page there. That's where you could talk back to us. Tell us what you thought about the movie, what you thought about the recasting. Or if you have suggestions about movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future, you can go ahead and put those there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. Please go there and bookmark it for future use because uh, if you ever need to know anything about the Editing Bay, oh, what's our Facebook page? What is our Twitter handle? It's at the Editing Bay, by the way. Uh, what do these two schmucks look like who are in my ear holes every week espousing their opinions? Music to my ear holes. (laughs) And there is Scott Pilgrim reference number four, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you playing at home, somebody just got a bingo. Uh, (laughs) That's a bingo. That's a bingo. Um, So that is uh, (laughs) editingbay.com. Nice. Uh, If you get us on your podcasting app on your Apple device, uh, just go ahead and click on the podcast app and put in the search function Next Wave Radio. And that's going to bring up all of the Next Wave Radio shows. Uh, We've got our archives (laughs) of... of We've, well, we've got our archive still of, uh, shit, I think the Joe versus Ken podcasts are still up yeah. there. Yeah, uh, that was a great show. We've got My Comic Life with uh, with Jeff and Sam, 
all the episodes that they did up until the point where Jeff departed. Mm-hmm. He'll come back. I'm going to pour some out here for my homie. Uh, so you could check out all those past episodes. It's really good stuff. I do recommend you go back and take a listen. You know, some of it, you know, kind of, <laughs> it's not very timely anymore, but it's still very entertaining. So you could check that out. Also check out uh, Most Valuable Podcast MVP with Danny and Matthew, where they're talking about sports. Again, not very timely. And that's my fault. I've been meaning to get a hold of them to see, you know, hey, you guys want to continue this thing? How can we schedule this? So that's uh, that's on me. But what we would love for you to do is go to the editing bay and leave us a rating and a review. Five-star rating would be yeah. fantastic. A review, let us know what it is that you like about the show. If you tell us what, what you think we could improve on the show, as long as you leave a five-star rating, uh, that's that's awesome. We might consider it. We, we will probably consider it. Not I mean, gosh, not. yeah, we're the same guys that did like 20 minutes on a review, a negative review that we got once. <laughs> uh, it was and, so epic and then that we, we got had like, to. And then we got like... <laughs> we, we we got our, our vindication with like a, a positive one after that uh, but yeah leave us a five star rating and a review that would be fantastic if you don't have an Apple device and you're like hey how can I listen to this show that I am somehow listening to right now <laughs> <laughs> you could go uh, get the Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic apps for your Android and that lets you surf iTunes as well so next week yeah um, I don't think I want to return to Gross Point Blank yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I want to do another movie. Fair enough. Because I was going through my library and I was like, holy shit. I can't believe like we haven't talked about this movie yet. Ooh. And this is a film that was really important to me in my like early teens. Yeah. Uh, my adolescence was, oh. was, uh, was <laughs> influenced greatly by this movie. Uh, have you ever heard of a film called Harley Davidson and the Marlboro, and the Marlboro Man? Man? Oh, no. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Uh, I have not, but it has been on my list for nigh on to two years. Well, we're going to take care of that one now. So next wow. week, Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. I don't think it's on any streaming services. Probably not. But I do have it Who's uh, in it on again? Disc. This is going to be Mickey Rourke mm-hmm. and Don Johnson. Oh, Jesus. Yes. And uh, one of Tom Sizemore's first roles. Really? Yes. Is he coked out of his mind on this? Maybe. Too? I think he might be. <laughs> Probably. It's Tom Sizemore, little and skinny. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like, this is early, early, early Tom on in his career. Tom Size Less. <laughs> You're so fucking <laughs> All right, guys. So next week, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man right here on the Editing Bay. Jeff, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Joel, always a pleasure. Hey, happy Independence Day to you, <laughs> resurgence. Hashtag. Shitty movie. (laughs) Speaking of movies, I have no desire to see in theaters. Hashtag, didn't I promise you fireworks? Uh, Wow, on that one, uh, I'll see you later, guys. Uh, Joel, maybe not, because I'm going to push him down the fucking stairs. (laughs) See you later, guys. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.